Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Strom at the ready at the blue line. He must score against Anderson, or the Canes are going to take two points tonight. Strom coming down the middle, into the right circle, shoots, a save made, and Carolina wins it. It takes the shootouts. But they get the job done. Carolina wins it 3-2 in extra time here at PNC Arena. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Capitals battle hard, but come up short in Carolina. Post-game reaction from Dylan Strom, Lars Eller, and Peter Laviolette. And Samantha Bell joins us as Vegas comes to D.C. tonight. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. With a depleted lineup last night at PNC Arena, the Capitals battled hard, had a lead in the second period, hung on late in the third to force overtime, but penalty trouble kept them from getting over the hump, and they end up losing a shootout to the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 the final. Early penalty trouble, an early goal for Carolina from Stefan Nason, just 427 in from Brent Burns, and the Canes were off and running. But despite just five first-period shots, the Capitals came out fighting in the second. Dylan Strome took advantage of a mistake coughed up by Carolina goalie Freddie Anderson and scored his second goal of the season in tight, just 123 into the period. Then Alex Ovechkin picked up his fifth goal of the year and the 785th of his career, a power play laser that gave the Caps the lead. Andrei Svechnikov tied the game late in the second on a backdoor play against R.C. Kemper and tied the game at two. Heading to the third. No goals in the final 20 minutes or in the three-on-three overtime. Couple of penalties the Caps had to kill off in there, too. But Carolina wins it in the shootout. Three rounds worth. After the game, Peter Laviolette liked the compete, liked the battle, didn't like the penalties at the end, never got a chance to get the W. Well, Coach, it was a one point but not two. Uh, it seemed like this was the kind of game that in a glass-half-full scenario, given all the stuff you guys are facing, that this was a pretty good effort out of your team tonight. I thought the guys played hard. I think what's frustrating is you're, you know, once you get through that first period and you sustain a little bit, you're down one nothing. you battle back in the game, and it gets to the end of the game, and we didn't set ourselves up for success by, you know, the penalties and then the penalties in the overtime, and so we're killing right at the end of the game. That's a chance where maybe you can win it. You get to overtime, it's three on three, and we got to kill two minutes out there inside of that too, and so... That was tough. It didn't didn't set up the way you wanted to, and it ends up going to shootouts, and we didn't win the shootout. So it's it's that, with that regard, the points losing the point is tough. But I thought our guys played hard tonight. You mentioned the first period there. How important was Darcy there to kind of keeping you guys in the game? Yeah, I mean, he. I thought he was good. You know, at the end of the day, I think the chances were one nothing for us. Even strength. They had the power play chances. I think they got five five shots and four chances on the power play that they had. Scored a goal, and so. But Darcy was he was big. I thought the entire night he played a 
spectacular game. I mean, they're, they're, they fired a, they're a shot-heavy team, and so they fire from all over. But with that comes deflections and just a lot of work and a lot of focus for a goaltender because there's a lot of rubber coming at the net. doesn't necessarily mean they're scoring chances, but you got to stay focused. And so I thought he did an unbelievable job from start to finish, just staying in that game and battling through it and really... Gave us gave us a chance to win a hockey game, and like I said, I don't like the way the end the end of the game just unfolded, and yeah. we didn't get a chance to win it, you know. Yeah. And then it got to the shootout, and they, they were better than us in the shootout. Had you guys spent probably more time than you would have liked yeah. in your own zone, but you guys defended pretty well when you were there. What we went in? I thought we did defend well. I would rather not. I would rather be punching down the other end. Every game is different. This game we had to defend, and I thought our guys did a really good job. Probably a lot of tough minutes for a lot of guys on the front end of a back-to-back. It's tough to, yeah, we'll wake up and deal with that tomorrow. You can't coach a game like that. You know, you can't coach a game saying, well, just kind of play hard because we got to save it for tomorrow, especially in this building against that team. And so our guys had to leave a lot out there tonight. We'll get some rest tonight. We'll wake up tomorrow and we'll deal with tomorrow when it comes. Dylan Strom talking to the media after the game, taking us first through the goal and then his view of the game. I saw Shears made a good drop pass to Jensen, then he made a nice move and was kind of alone in front of the net there with Aho. then tipped it a bit and was just sitting there. So got us back into the game and kind of tied it up, so big goal at the time. I usually saw Darcy there kind of allowing you guys to hang around and get back in the game there. Yeah, I think uh, Darcy and our PK was outstanding. They obviously got that first one early in the, in the first period, but locked it down the rest of the game. And, and, you know, usually your goalie has to be your best penalty killer, and I thought that was the case. And you know, the, all, all of them did a great job, though. I know they've been focused on it a lot and dialing it in, and, uh, you know, I thought they were really, really good tonight. Seemed like entries were problematic for you guys on the on the power play tonight. What were you seeing on? Yeah, they um, they did a good job of standing up the blue line, like made up a couple nice plays, and you know we weren't able to get in without dumping it pretty much. So you know go back to the drawing board and play them a bunch more, so we'll be ready for it. Um, I think uh, I think they did a good job. They had good sticks, and and you know they knocked down a couple nice nice passes by us that would have got us in you know pretty cleanly. So and I thought when we got in there, we got set up and, and and still found a way to get one. So you know it is what it is. Lars Eller afterward liked the team's effort, but knows now the task at hand. Take on Vegas on short rest. Yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong with the with effort, with the effort tonight. Battled hard. Everybody did. We have we had a lot of big penalty kills to keep us in the game, and power play came through at one. And uh, no, it just comes down come down to a shootout sometimes you're on the right side of it sometimes you're not but we might as well have walked out here with two you know that's little things that makes a difference how important was darcy there in the first period and again late in the third yeah he was i think he was our best player he was he was uh crucial uh for us today so he's he one of his best games uh of the year for, uh, for sure and i think he was he was our best penalty killer as well so yeah, really good game from him today, for sure. You guys spent a lot more time in your end than you would have liked tonight defending, but you defended pretty well yeah. um, when you were there. What went into that? Well, we, we, I think we just we had to. We had to, you know, fight. You had to, we had to fight in our own end just to win win battles, be on the right side. A lot of, you know, tired legs out there when you're in there for 45 seconds a minute. And it's just a fight to get it out sometimes. And you just got to... It's whatever's in front of you. You gotta win those battles. Like we, we want to play more in the offensive zone. Uh, we'll we'll look at we'll we'll look and we'll learn. Uh, but I'm sure there's some things we can correct. Uh, no doubt. 
One last note from last night. Alex Ovechkin's goal left him one short of Gordie Howe for the most goals in NHL history with one team, 786 to 785. His goal last night, too, was the 399th of his career on the road. He only trails Wayne Gretzky by three for the most all-time away from home ice. With a Carolina game in the rearview mirror and the team back at home this morning, it's the Vegas Golden Knights in town at Capital One Arena tonight. Yes, they were in last night while the Caps were in North Carolina finishing up a long road trip. So it's going to be a tough assignment for the men of Peter Laviolette this evening. Chandler Stevenson, remember him? He's going to be the top line left wing tonight for Vegas, skating alongside Jack Eichel at center. Bruce Cassidy, the new coach in Vegas after Pete DeBoer was let go at the end of last season, and he's got him playing some pretty good hockey coming into 7th and F tonight. 8-2, and two, the Golden Knights record entering play tonight in first place in the Pacific Division, four points clear of second place Edmonton. As the team returns home, so too does Samantha Pell from the Washington Post. This morning, we discussed Charlie Lindgren as he prepares to make his first home start in a Capitals uniform tonight. The mounting injuries, the play of Dmitry Orlov, and how Alexei Protus says he needs to be more physical. Well, Samantha, this is a brutal stretch with Vegas coming in tonight. Game in Carolina last night on the heels of the road trip. But the real story here... Injuries. T.J. Oshie out indefinitely. John Carlson doesn't play last night in the game against Carolina. On the heels of everything else that was already a problem for this team, it's really starting to pile up now. Definitely. I mean, we can go through all the names of guys that are not currently in the lineup or haven't played. It's Nicholas Backstrom. It's Carl Hagelin. It's Tom Wilson. It's Connor Brown. Now you add a T.J. Oshie and a John Carlson, who is day-to-day, so we might see him tonight against Vegas. But, yeah, when you look at the list and the guys that are now having to fill in the gap, it's kind of like deja vu all over again. It's the young guys coming in. It's maybe the Connor McMichaels. We had the Joe Snivelys earlier in the season. So it just keeps on adding up. And honestly, I'm not sure how long Washington can kind of tread water. But maybe they pull it off like they did last year. And the young guys going to give them that spark that they need. The indefinite part for Oshie is certainly troubling. And without him and in the top six, half the guys you were hoping that would be there aren't and that's certainly going to be the case getting in toward the holidays now this team and let's talk about some good things on the road trip Alexei Protus I thought in Nashville and I guess even in New Jersey if we want to go back that far two goals in that three game span love the fact that Nashville a physical team that loves to rough it up they didn't have an answer for him and he ends up creating the goal almost by himself in the third period that gave him a little bit of breathing room I've liked the growth that we've seen out of him, and I thought he was really good on this road trip. Yeah, it's funny. I, I agree with you. I really liked his last kind of three-game stretch there on the road trip, and it was funny because after Nashville, he said, oh, I, I haven't reached my potential. He's like, there's still spots in my game that I'm not happy with, and I asked him, well, what are those kind of spots? And he's like, I don't think I'm physical enough. He's like, he can see it in his own game. He said, I'm not physical enough. He said, I need to be more physical and, you know, up that quality to my game, which I thought was very interesting for a guy that we have seen kind of do that and have I've seen that big body so I think the line with him Eller and Mantha is, has actually worked quite well and I think with Lars especially now maybe he'll find some consistency with his two wingers next to him and you kind of build a line and hope that they stick fourth line and what they've been able to produce I almost feel like it's kind of like last season where you had all those injuries early and everybody was coming up from Hershey and all those guys were contributing in some way shape or form but maybe Beck Malenstein has a little more to give even than what we saw 12 months ago with 
the goal that he got, he got the assist in New Jersey. He seems to fit in well. I talked to Garnet Hathaway this week. He really likes his skating, and he keeps up with them really well. And in talking a little bit with Beck, I mean, he really seems to be able to pick things up with those guys really easily too. So that seems to be, especially in the absence of where the offense is going to be coming from before the guys start to get healthy on this team, fourth line has been able to provide it quite a bit. I think the fourth line has been spectacular, honestly. I think they've been the, the Caps' best line in a lot of games, not even in wins but also losses. So I think when you look at the fourth line, especially you're right, Beck Malenstein, I talked to him the other day, and he said, yeah, I want to produce more offense. He's like, obviously, with the fourth line, we have our responsibilities. We need to be defensively sound. But he said, once I kind of find my game, he's like, I want to be that spark plug. I want to be the guy that can do that. So I think all the younger pieces, like we said, Protus, Mountain are starting to put it together. And I know it's a very small sample size, so we can't look too far ahead. But at least for the time being, with all these guys out, it's a good kind of middle gap round. Going to likely see Charlie Lindgren tonight couple of really nice starts for him. A loss in Toronto, but then ended up getting the win in New Jersey. This can be the first time he's had a chance to play at home. I like with what we've seen out of the goalies here. Kemper was obviously spectacular in Nashville, especially early. And even with UC Soros, who was going so good at the other end. But I'm kind of anxious to see what Charlie can do with a home start now. I agree. I really liked uh, Charlie's game up to this point. I thought against Toronto, they kind of fed him to the Wolves there. And he did great. He saw a lot of pucks on net in both the games in Toronto and New Jersey. And I mean, all goalies are going to say this, but Charlie said he really likes to feel the puck early. He likes to get in the game, and that engages him. So I do think, yeah, his first home start in Washington against a Vegas team that's been sitting and waiting a day for Washington to come back for their three-game road trip is going to be a really, really tough game. But I think for Charlie, it's a good test ahead to see, you know, how much the Caps can rely on him for the rest of the year. Barry Trotz used to call those the junk mail assignments for the backup goalie. Good luck with that one. Charlie's certainly going to have his work cut out for him tonight. All right, last one for you, especially in the absence of John Carlson for how long it may be. Got to like what we saw to Dmitry Orlov. I know you had a chance to talk with him after the game in Nashville. Most minutes he'd logged in a game. When he needed him the most, he gets the assist on the Ovechkin empty netter to finish him off. He was physical. He was out there in every situation he could, and as much ice time as I can remember him having him recently, and they're going to need him a lot right now. Definitely. I, I mean, I think Dimitri is just a solid, solid blue liner, a guy that Peter Laviolette and his staff can kind of depend on in multiple situations, and I think for him, obviously, he's been very important to this team uh, for quite some time now, but to see him log those minutes and to actually keep up in, in a kind of a fast-paced physical game like that is, is again, kind of good signs for this team moving forward, but it's it's going to be a team effort, I think, from here on out. I don't think the injuries are going to get any better as we kind of continue on, especially in a long season with a, also a brutal stretch in November and December. So it's going to be a tough, uh, tough couple months for the Caps here. Our thanks to Samantha for joining us here this morning, especially with a quick turnaround and a home game tonight. It's the Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights, first of two meetings between the two teams this season. Puck drop at 7 o'clock, airtime 6.45 on 106.7 The Fan and CapsRadio247.com. The team back at home just briefly. Might as well be a date on the road trip, a date in Detroit, looming for the Capitals with the Red Wings on Thursday night. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.